Welcome back to another episode of A-Sides. God damn, I am really excited about this episode. I was looking forward to it all week, and it was great. Really enjoyed the conversation. I got the chance to talk with the mean motherfucking man himself. And I gotta warn you, there are some audio glitches. He's all the way in France. He warned me that the internet kind of sucks. So there's a lot of shit. Freeze-ups, noise, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go in and edit it too much because I think I just would make a mess out of the conversation. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Chris fucking Holmes. Are those your marshals over there? My marshals? Yeah. Yeah, I got four different heads there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got a 70, uh, cool. 78 JMP, and then a JCM yeah. 800, and then the there's like a 90s Plexi reissue and a JCM 2000. One is that smaller? The smaller one's a Plexi reissue? Yeah, it's like a early 90s one, I think. Is that a hundred water? Fifty. Fifty. Yeah, I actually don't have any hundred waters. <laughs> so none. I don't, man. The fifty waters are always plenty loud for anywhere I play. So you know, I always they get... just, the fifty watts for me. They don't that ha- they don't have enough bite. You know, enough yeah. um, enough pu- enough. They don't push the speakers enough. You know, to right. push. The push and pull. Yeah. But I, everybody's got their own bag of how they do their sound, you know. Yeah. It, no, that's cool, man. Well, yeah, man. I, got, I was getting my amp. I have a, you know, what a, uh, ever seen a 100 EO 3400 power amp from Marshall? Yeah. Oh, I think I have. Are they the, uh, the they're like the rack power. mount block? ones right right yeah i was getting it repa- i was getting it repaired in nice and the guy hung himself oh wow yeah and so um since he owed investors on the you know his, he had investors that had invested to open his shop yeah because he owed investors they put a lock on the door and my equipment went to pay back the investors my aunt oh, <laughs> yeah yeah and that's you your do? main one man that sucks it was my main one it was it, put it this way it was my it was my only one yeah. Oh, that's you know? definitely a bummer then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um it's what do you do? You know, I could bitch and complain. <laughs> yeah. I guess hey, hey, you know? Yeah. I think we froze oh. up there a second, but oh well. Well, hey man, uh yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the documentary because Hey, I really, I yeah. just fucking enjoyed it. I was excited for it to come out, and uh, as soon as I saw it was out, I ordered a copy on Blu-ray and watched it, and really dug it. You know, I think my only bitch was I, I wish it was longer, <laughs> but you know, but it was cool. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I guess what I was wondering was where did the idea for the documentary come from? The the, the guy Antoine that produced it, and he owned a he. He does this this thing called Duke TV, you know, on the internet or whatever. He owns a he works for a company that does commercials. Um, I met him at Hellfest probably 
2014. Yeah. And, um, he filmed the, he did He, he offered to do my first video. Oh, right on. You know, for, for, cause for nothing, come and do it for me. And, um, I said, sure. And then yeah, he did, he filmed the first show that I did. And that from there, him and my wife kept talking about doing a documentary. I was kind of against it. I just like, you know, I, I haven't seen very many documentaries lately, like the Lemmy or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, the more, the more went on, then he decided to go to go to America and talk to some people here and there. And I, then I said, yeah, might as well do it. I might be, I might be struck dead next year, you know, and then nobody will know. Yeah. <laughs> nobody right. knows. And plus it's kind of like the first documentary from Wa anything from Wasp. Right. You know, I mean, it's, um, yeah, yeah. So I, it's, it was him and my wife's idea more, you know, I didn't want to at first, but then later on I did. I liked it. It's, it was a good idea. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. very cool. And I mean, documentaries are kind of the hot thing right now, man. Like everybody's making them. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of them out there and it's nice to get some that from different artists that aren't like necessarily the ones you would expect to get a documentary from, you know? Right. Well, it, you know, and plus most people only hear stories about the artist, you know, in bands, they've only hear the stories or what they read. And, um, you know, me, plus after doing the decline of Western civilization, that, that documentaries in the eighties, right. um, it gives people a little bit different perspective of what of a person I am. Oh, th you know, the internet's helped now, but the documentary gives them a little bit more of a perspective of what the kind of, you know, how I live, whatever I live my life, you know? Right. It, it showed me going back to equipment that, that don't bother me, you know, it don't, because I do it for the music, right? Yeah. And if I did it for, if I did it for the money, I'd be gone. I wouldn't be doing it anymore. Yeah, oh, I, feel, <laughs> I feel you on that one. So you know, if I did it for the money, I wouldn't be doing it. You know, I'd be doing something else. I'd be robbing somebody. Yeah. But, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I guess as far as like, did that answer? Did that did that answer the question? No. <laughs> I th yeah, I don't really, I think so. I think it might have partly answered my second question even, but I mean, I guess I was wondering if that's kind of, I was going to ask if you were trying to convey, you know, you know, a certain uh, clarity, you know, as far as clearing up some things about yourself and no, what, you know. No, I just like to play music. I, I love to play music. And since the, since the since separation of wasp and that's gone out of my life, it'll, you know, it ain't ever going to come back or I ain't ever going to do it again. Um, I got to, you know, I've tried to find singers or people to play with and it's just too, uh, it's too hard for me. I just can't find the right people. So I decided to do it myself. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that was the one thing I thought was uh, cool in the documentary. I mean, you, you brought it up that, you know, that's just what you do. Like you are, you know, a rock. Other people in the documentary too said that, you know, you are a rock star. You're not just some guy that 
does this nine to five thing and then dresses up like a rock star and goes and plays rock star at night, you know, like that's what you do. You're the real deal, you know. <laughs> or li- and, live that life. Right. But live I mean, that. I I think that it itself coming from other some of the other musicians that said that some of your peers in the documentary, you know what I mean? Like that to yeah. me would be a great compliment, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be called a poser, so, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know know a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of them, but to me, a poser is a liar. It's somebody that's, yeah, you're right, a poser. You pose and be something you're not. Right. I I just love, I love playing the music, you know, and plus the documentary shows the difference in my life, like moving to Europe. You know, right. it shows a different aspect of it than than the way I lived in a, in California. But living in California is you're from where? What part of the state? I live in central Illinois, so I'm about central three Illinois. hours south of Chicago. Yeah. That's Chicago's like it was in the eighties and nineteen eighty, you know, with the with all the gun violence you're having there. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. The last time I was up in, in the city there, man, I yeah. well, probably wasn't the last time, but one of the last times I witnessed, witnessed a full on, you know, that's police the same thing. Chase, so. Yeah. That happened in the eighties in the 80, you know, early eighties in LA, that same, the same kind of crap with the guns and going off there, you know, it's sad. Yeah. It's, it's, what they have to do is the people have to kill themselves off, so there's no more. But that's what happens. Well, yeah, that's I, what, I'm with you. Know, you I mean, that's a fact. That's a fact. They, so many of them are shot and killed. There's nobody left anymore. That's what happens. That's what happened in L.A. <coughs> you know. Yeah. Get, but anyway, let's get back to the music business. <laughs> right on. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask you too, because I, I always, being a musician myself and stuff, I always yeah. like talking about influences and whatnot and. So what were some of your earliest influences as, as a guitar player? And, uh, you know, just, I guess, guitar players that influenced you as a player as well as your favorite bands in those early stages? Um, I'd like to say Van Halen was, growing up with him, um, but I, I, I don't play like him. You know, I could say I tried to, but I can't. My, one of my big influences was Johnny Winter. You know, um, yeah. I I used to um, how is improvise a lot. That's how I started playing, learning how to play. You know, like improvise on rock, blues, Johnny Be Good. You know, improvise. Then after doing Wasp for so many years, there's no such thing in Wasp as improvisation. You can't. Hey, Wasp won't let you even. But even I I did it when I came in to do the solos on the songs most of the time. But anyway. Anyway, I'm getting away from your question here. Um, a big one was Tony Iommi. Was a big was one of the biggest influences on me because the guitar sound, the, the chords, the the power of the of the you know Iron Man. Right. It's the power of the chords, and a lot of that's the way you dial in your amps, the way you hit your hit the chords and play the guitar, and uh, the, the way you write the music. Yeah. Right on. Uh, guitar music, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And lead. I love the way Tony, I only Tony played. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of the godfather of 
heavy metal guitar playing a little bit, you know. I mean, a lot of people consider him that, but oh yeah, so there's is. no arguing. It's one of the first ones ever to really ever t- 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 tune tune the guitar down, you know, like the E flat. He tuned. You know, he tuned down three notes. Yeah. A step, if your listeners don't know what a step and a half, a, a, half, a whole a, a step, a whole two two notes and a half note, half is one note. You know, step right. and a half notes. Most people don't understand that. Yeah. I don't even understand. That. I don't understand. It's heavier. It's just heavier. That's all they need yeah. to know, right? <laughs> Why do they call a step two notes? It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, they should change the terminology, but. A step should just be one note, right? One step, you take, when you take a step going up a stairs, do you step two or one? No, you take one step. I mean, when, I was, <laughs> when I was younger, I've done, I might have done them two at a time. I don't know, but I sure yeah. as hell don't now, unless I'm in that big of a hurry. Right. And, and, and influence, do I, do I know how to read music? No, I can't, I can't even read English that good. But, right. and as music, I can't, I, I, I couldn't even when you have a I know the, a, the the bottom is the bass clef bass and treble clef when you put a dot on I can't even look at that and tell you what note that dot one dot is yeah you know I don't see how people read four in one line whoa man it's I mean it, yeah those are confusing I can kind of read music but hey it's rock and roll you're not really who needs it so I <laughs> can't it helps down the road when you have music theory and stuff like that. And there's certain notes you got to play in certain places, you know? Yeah. I've had, I've had somebody ask me about the modes or this or that. I mean, I know the difference between a major and minor scale is one's happy and one's sad. That's the way I right. look at it. You yeah. know, the, the minor, the minor's sad, the major's happy. That's the way I look. Yeah. That's all you need reason. to know. Yeah. So you kind of answered by saying Eddie Van Halen, but I mean, other than that's kind of, I guess, an obvious one, but were there any of your, uh, any guitar players from like your era, like your peers that were, you know, ones that you really admired what they did and looked up to? When I was younger, uh, George Lynch, I'd I'd go, I'd go see him play back in the the seventies. Yeah. He had a band, he had a band called Orange. And he'd play just straight from his guitar right into the amp, right into a hundred watt Marshall from yeah. the guitar straight in the amp. Had a great sound. He was a a monster player. I really admired him. There was another guy in Pasadena named Jimmy Bates. He played in a band called Stormer. He had one of the killerest guitar sounds. I don't know whatever happened to him. There was a few guitar players around town that I admired. Um, I like this guy. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, but I never really go to to any of their parties, you know, quite right parties. Yeah, I think you cut you no. cut out there. The everything froze up, so I think I missed a oh. sentence. But <laughs> you might have mentioned somebody that we missed here. No, no. I just did. You hear me say Randy Rhodes? No, that's that's the part that cut out. But I figured that's where you were going with it. But it seems like an important well, detail. Yeah, I don't know about ad, ad, back then. Admire him. There was Van Halen or Rhodes, and to me, uh, Van Halen had a better sound, and he was a friend more. 
I never hung out with Randy Rhodes. Like he never came over to my house and we didn't get come and smoke weed and jaw, you know, job guitars or whatever. Ed did a few bunch of times. Um, it's quite right. You know, you at their parties, they'd smoke Sherman cigarettes and drink champagne and Van Halen, you'd smoke dope and days, you know, Right. part of your guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. What about some modern guitar players? Are there any guys that are, you know, younger guys that have caught your attention and no, I, I couldn't even tell you a younger, I mean, I did, it, I, they're not young, they're not that much younger, but I did, the last time I was at Hellfest, I watched Slash play in, with Miles Kennedy, and he kicked right. ass, he, play, he he kicked ass really good, man, I mean, when I watched him play really, from really close on the stage, I was right by the stage, and he, he wailed, yeah. like, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but he's, you know, my age, but the, as younger, I, is, is there, I couldn't even tell you a younger band. All right. Yeah. Has there actually, is there actually, you know, I'm not in America, but has there been one come out in the last, just say 15 years? Yeah. I don't know. As far as a guitar hero type, you know, actual guitar slingers, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm drawing a blank. I might think of one later, but <laughs> you I know. think it, I think I think that's over for a while. The yeah. guitar slingers—it is. Yeah. I, and maybe it's not. Maybe somebody will come out with some new kind of whammy bar or new—I don't know what—new thing to. Right. Reinvent it. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying everything's been done on the guitar. I mean, there's still tons of melodies and stuff to write. You know, I the new—I think the new generation of people they tune their guitars way down to B now. Yeah, I think that's a thing. I've never done it, but <laughs> I think years ago, years ago, I was I was uh, I was in um a band where we played um down there's a place in Detroit called Harpo's. <clears throat> I don't know because Wasp played there all the time, but we were playing at a club up the street, and we didn't play till one thirty at night. It was weird. So I went to see Harpo's ministry played and the band before ministry, I couldn't tell you who they were, but the guy was playing his guitar and had, had only one finger going over the fretboard. And I was watching him. It's before tuning the D was big D drop D. Right. You know? And I was going, wow, he must be playing open tuning. It just looked weird with the one finger and it didn't look, it didn't look like guitar playing to me. Yeah. Using one finger across I don't know why. It, uh, Doesn't appeal much to me either. Yeah. What's that? Is that moonshine in that glass? <laughs> no, man. It's uh, it's water. Nothing sure but... looks like moonshine. <laughs> well, I wish this it was. Is a cup. Hey, see this cup? That's a cup. That's a cup. That's yeah. a cup. Now, I you had that in the video. I think, yeah, I think I remember that. I had that cup in the video. What's that? Just some soda? Soda, yeah. Diet Pepsi. It's up. It's it's more of a cooler. You yeah. put ice in there, it's cold all day. It's a cooler, like. There you go. You know. Yeah, but as as new guitar players, um, I, 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 
there's um I haven't heard any new bands that I actually I'm not gonna say I've I've been, I've, li- I've seen some new bands I couldn't even tell you the names of them but at, and uh, I liked you know they were they were cool yeah yeah I guess guitar I play, player now go ahead I play a few festivals here in a in a lot of bands of Swedish. The last festival I played was a lot of Swedish guys and bands, and I don't even know the names of them, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely one of the old timers there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, they all, you know, I, I, I've half of them look like wasp, you know, with the clothes they wear and stuff, right. and, and uh, just what they got on, you know, what wasp would the black gothic look, kind of. Yeah, yeah, little studs. So, metal studs and black leather the first wasp album you know yeah well speaking of that it seems like a decent segue for my next question i guess um i guess a two-part question what's your favorite wasp album and what was your favorite wasp song if you have one specific one i guess yeah the favorite wasp album would be the headless children oh nice mine too <laughs> Locked up. It's the the famous Wasp album would be the Headless Children. Um, the favorite song would be Why or be a Wild Child, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the music. I do, I don't particularly think the lyrics are anything special, you know. But right. it's the melody. It's the melody of the music, you know, the way that it intertwines. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Headless Children, that's uh that's probably my top. That's probably my favorite. The debut well, might be my second favorite. It'd probably be a close second, but yeah, there's something about Headless Children. Uh, the, 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 it was a different drummer. Right. You know, that's Benelli had a certain sound, certain way of playing. Um it was a a real kind of a real bass player that could that could play bass on it. You know, versus the one note Johnny, dun 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 dun. You know, right? Uh, and um, and I got to play almost all the guitars, everything. Yeah. You know, and the mix there's it was more a little bit louder of guitars in the song as a there's a little, little bit a lot of keyboards because Ken Hensley played. You know, Blackie yeah. wanted that he wanted that deep purple or that grind from the keyboard player. You know. You know, Deep Purple would make the keyboard grind. Right. You know, they mix match the, the amp and the, the preamp and the amp and mess with the impedance and it makes the keyboard do that sound. Huh. You know, Hammond? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just cool. can't take a normal Hammond and plug it in and get that sound. You got to do some I do some tricks to it. Yeah. And then it gets, yeah, Ken Hensley knew, he knew how to do that. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess another part of the question, or I meant to add it in there, yeah. and you might have already answered it, but what, what's your favorite song of like your whole career? Whether, you know, including all of Wasp and, you know, all your solo stuff and anything you've been a part of. In mine? Yeah. In mine? Uh, my favorite one is, is, two, is TM. Two-Faced Motherfucker. Right. 
And that's my favorite one. I like it because it's, I like the lead in it at the beginning. Either that or um, Way to Be. I think, oh, here, I'll take it back. It would be Way to Be. I wrote a song, my first solo album with Filthy Animal Taylor, the song Way yeah. to Be. Yeah. Because um, he, have you ever recorded on Pro? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite song. Yeah, I almost forgot that Phil Taylor was a uh, was part of that first record. Until you just said it, that that's now. On, that, yeah. That's on um, um nothing to lose that I did with Filthy Animal Taylor. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've listened to that one and I like I said I forgot. I almost forgot for, you know, a second that Phil Taylor was on that record. So um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a video of few I think one or two videos from that. That's yeah. Right. That's um, yeah. Before I left America, I did the videos. Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys close, or was that just kind of a one-off working relationship? Well, we were, we were really close, really close. Yeah. He, he was uh, <clears throat> probably one of the close out of musicians. He was the closest person I ever had in the music because we. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. Really cool guy. You know, a lot. He's he's a lot different than everybody thinks the way he. And, um, yeah. Yeah. He was cool. My dad called him. My dad would call him Bubbles and Squeak. <laughs> called, called Phil Bubbles and Squeak, and I always wondered why. And uh, my dad had an English friend, and there was some some kind of mashed potato stuff you'd eat with peas called bubbles and squeak i don't know what <laughs> dad always he'd always call phil bubbles and squeak you know i gotta admit i've never heard that nickname used towards anyone else so it's it's a nickname for some kind of food in england yeah. bubbles and squeak huh. but that's what he called them you know and um yeah phil he was a cool guy he he uh we we started working about 2004 or five on just how just, he needed somebody to play guitar, sit and play. And he played the drums. So we were in an apartment. So he, so they were electronic drums. It goes direct. So you can't right. bother the neighbors. You can, you can use headphones, but it was more, more or less learning how pro tools actually records and works and all the ins and outs of the thing. And uh, he needed somebody to play guitar with, you know, on the thing. So I started, we started sitting down working on the computer and got, one song led to another, 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 blah, blah. Then he goes, well, hey, let's just do a, let's do a record, an instrumental one. We started doing that. I sang on one accidentally as a joke, as a joke, you know, and um, it came out okay. And so I sang on another one. I think it was Way to Be, and I sang on a few of them. And it, we were, it feels like, man, Chris, you know, you should sing. Your voice isn't, I go, my voice sucks. And he goes, sucks. What what sucks and what doesn't suck? I mean, he goes, look at some of the singers now today. You call that singing? And I was like, some of it's just screw. <laughs> singing. I give him the credit to making me sing, you know? Yeah. And it killed me when he had, he had a brain aneurysm, right? Right. It just boom. And uh it's just, yeah, he lost his, his memory was shot. And if what all of what we, what, what we were working on, what we had worked on for months or years, it just, it was gone, you know, kind of, it's the way it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I went and buried him in England though, a few years back. 
I went to his funeral, gave him a eulogy, and carried his. Eddie was there, fast Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, we carried his coffin, carried it in, threw it, you know, and had a eulogy, talked some shit, and threw him right in the furnace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a reality. Hey, you know. Sometimes that's just how simple it needs to be. So. Yeah, it kills me. It, it, last, last, um, when uh. Once, you know, my, I was at my friend's, uh, friends in some, I don't know, Toulouse or whatever. And Sarah goes, she grabbed me. She goes, Chris, I got some real bad news for you. I go, what? She goes, uh, she goes, Van Halen died. And I was, I was like, my jaw hit the ground. And I knew, I, I knew he was, he was ill because I talked to a friend that was a good friend of the, the Van Halen's, you know, back from 71, back in the 60s. Says he was up at Ed's house and said he was real sick, but I didn't think he was that bad. Right. I didn't think he was that bad to go that soon, man. It, it killed me because I'll never talk to him again. You know. Yeah. That's. What, that's. What, yeah. I mean, last one of the last times we I talked to him, we were talking about some about high school stuff that happened in high school, some funny things, you know, and um, it's. It's just the way it is, you know, in a hundred years from now, from right now, a hundred years, the world's going to still be turning regardless of what kind of pollution we've done to it. Or even if mankind's still here, but we'll all be gone and the world will still be turning. Right. Right. That's yeah. very true. That's very true. I got to, that's the way I got to look at it, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. in June. I'm I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think I'd make it this long. I didn't plan to. <laughs> well, you know, if, <laughs> if I'm being honest, anyone that's seen the uh, decline of Western civilization too, you know, I, there's probably a handful of people that might not have thought that you that you would. Assuming that was real vodka yeah. in that bottle, I, I mean. Do, do, do I seem like a, um, what do you call that, a poser? No, no, I don't think you're a poser. <laughs> no. And plus, I was drunk. And if 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 you can't figure out that I was drunk when I'm talking, yeah, slurring my words, right? You know, but but so yeah, it's real vodka. And that, that the only thing my why my friend said in the video, I don't know if that was real vodka he's pouring on himself because Chris wouldn't waste it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that one. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that's why that's why i kind of i felt like i had to bring it up because i felt like it was never actually answered you know it was like just left wide the question was still there it was never resolved no, it, was real it, it was real booze it was real booze yeah you know i the funny story i went to do a, a documentary about randy Rhodes, and um it's the documentary hasn't been out because problems i think the problems with Sharon and Randy Rose and whatever and Ozzy and all this crap. So he needs to get all these releases and I guess the guy can't. So maybe he'll do it someday. But I they asked me to do it in a pool. This was about 10 years ago. Well, I redid the decline Western civilization in a pool uh, in 2017. But they asked these this was 2010. And so I I they had a, a lounge chair and the pool was not heated and it was in November and it was really, really cold, really cold. And I get in the water 
and I tell the, the producer, I go, D dude, if if I see this video and I'm shaking, I'm gonna kill. I'm I'm because I'm doing it for free. I says, I'll, I'll come, I'll hunt you down and shoot you. And I I go, make me a promise. You're not gonna show me in the water freezing like this. Yeah. And he goes, okay. I go, cool. So I get in the water, and I'm making sure I don't freeze. And, and, and when I sat there, I was getting hypothermia. Really, it was that cold. But anyway, they they got three bottles of vodka, right? You know. But I'm sitting there, and one of them goes like this. It floats out, and it floats to the bottom of the pool. It drops all the way to the bottom. I looked at it, and who do you think is going to have to go get that bottle? <laughs> Me. I'm assuming you. I'm the you only one it. in the pool. <clears throat> I'm the only one in the pool. And, of course, I'm going to have to. And I looked at it, and I was just like, no. No! Because, <laughs> you know, it's colder down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I went and got it. It was hard. It was hard. But I redid the, the I redid the decline of Western civilization to 2017. I don't know if you've seen it. Hmm. Redid it. Yeah, and did it sober. Yeah. Like you know, start, yeah, I started it out and went, "Hey, I'm still here." You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they asked my wife asked the questions the same. She asked the same questions in the movie, and I gave the different answers this time. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. I didn't know it existed, so yeah. I slept on that one. Well, yeah. hey, um, Chris Holmes pool scene two seventeen. Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah. So, kind of on another topic, uh, as far as being a singer, songwriter, guitar slinger, kind of the main guy for your solo band, do you find that more fulfilling than being, you know, just a gunslinger and a another band playing only guitar and you know? Well, um, you know, at first, do I find it enjoyable or what? What's well, I, I guess fulfill. I guess fulfilling was <laughs> the word I used. But however you want to look at it, you know, do you like it better than just playing guitar, or would you rather just go back to just playing guitar and not worry about having to be the front man? You know, lead singer. I. I like I love doing my songs, my my songs. Um, the Wasp songs I do are my songs. <laughs> so, right. but I can't. I can't. If I sang those songs, people would crucify me. It'd be the stupidest thing I ever did because I don't sound like Blackie. I will never sound like him. My songs, yeah, I just, you know. But um, um, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy being the the main guy the center you know yeah of yeah 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 it's just i just i can't perform anymore once you're singing because you're stuck to the mic you know? yeah and plus it's it's really hard to perform and sing and play at the same time you can't do all three right i mean as jumping around twirling with your guitar doing whatever you do yeah you know right i used I used to love to jump around and be a nut on stage and just, you know, every time I ever played, it was never, I just went and played and did what I wanted to do. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. I just had to be this in Wasp. I had to be at certain parts in a solo. I had to be over here and play the solo over here. And that's it. That's all I had to do, you know? And there was a, at the few ends, at the end of a few songs, you had to do some stupid move with the other guys up and down, you know, some goofy move. 
But other than that, I could I could stand wherever I wanted to, play where I wanted to, and act how I wanted to. And that was that was enjoyable. I yeah. used to love doing that different every night. Um, but in uh, my band, this band, it's uh, you know, it isn't it, it isn't run, I, I don't run it like I don't run it like a um, a military camp. You know, I don't run it. I don't run the guys. Like, I, I, I just do the best, play the best you can your way, you know, and that's the way we're going to do it. That's right. the way I want to do it. If, yeah, and that's, I enjoy it. It's so a lot better. Are you hoping to tour the states once everything's opened up and we're, if we're ever back to normal, you know? I, I don't, I don't think, um, <clears throat> if I can do it, I'm not going to say profitly, but if I could do it in, in a, get from point a to point b without without having to hitchhike right you know um i don't i i i last last year i had a can a tour from canada booked from the east coast to the west coast i think i had i had it was in april had 18 shows and a lot of them were sold not i don't know i don't think sold out but they were sold good enough and we had a set where you know, at the end of the tour, we I'd probably never made no money, but I'd still tour and play and have a good time. Um, if I could do that in the States, yeah. But as of right now, the last two bands I played in and toured with in the States, it didn't do very good. You know, I played with Rangel Suffer. And then before that was Animal. And, uh, Unless, and I think, unless you're a big touring band that's played big places, it's over touring in America. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's you know, there's not much out there well, right now. Obviously not, but um, you know, and in 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 America, me being once I'm once I was out of Wasp, once I was out of Wasp, I'm a has been. Right. Everybody, all my friends looked at me in LA and stuff as a has been coming over, at least over in Europe. Over here, I'm still a rock star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, whatever works, man. Hey, but you yeah. know, I mean, that's the thing is over there, though, there's a lot more. I find more rock bands that I can get into now, you know, over that over well, that way than here in the States. I, I don't find too many bands that are new. Well, you know what? I don't want to, I'm, and I'm, and I'm, People are going to take this wrong, but I'm not knocking rap and hip hop. I'm not knocking that, but that's what the, the young, you know, the, when when I was in my right out of high school, those kind of kids listen. That's what look what's the American Music Awards dictate. You know, that dictates yeah. what people listen to. So rock isn't in there. They don't. I don't. Was there a rock band in the American Music Awards this, last year? Couldn't tell you. Didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew better. There wasn't. I didn't there even wasn't. know. I didn't even know that it aired. To be honest with you, so. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, there was. Yeah, you know. So. I don't nah, write, you know. Sadly, like you're right. That's all there is here. It seems like. I mean, I don't yeah. listen to any of that shit. So, uh, but you know, I got like the Amazon Music app on my phone, and. I'll go on there and look under the new releases to see what's come out. And dude, I don't even know what any of it is half the time. Every once in a while, there'll be like one 
new release that I, I know who right. the hell it is. If it's somebody like Paul McCartney when he puts out a new record, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. But otherwise, I, <laughs> I don't, it looks like it's probably just a bunch of hip hop, but I don't know the first thing about any of it. A lot of the bands in the 80s are gone, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some, every once in a while you see one that surprises you that, you know, you didn't realize was still together, and then, bam, they got a new record. But, you know, those are few and far between, but. Right. Well, hey, man, I don't want to keep you too long. You probably got other shit to do, and, (laughs) you know. You're not keeping me too long, but it's all right. I got dinner to eat. Yeah, well, there you go. That's is that all? The, is that all the questions you're going to ask? Well, I mean, I can keep. We can keep going. It's up to you. But, um, and, you know, I did have. I, I did have one other question actually. Um, and you may not even know the answer to the first part of it. But, yeah. um, has there ever been talks of a full blown wasp documentary? And if there was one, would you take part in it? Um, they, they probably, probably a loaded question. Well, no, 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 no. I would, but they probably wouldn't like me talking in there about about what I've found out now. What I didn't know then, right? You know, um, and uh, did you did you ever see the documentary Lemmy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Did you ever notice Phil wasn't there? Yeah. Isn't that kind of odd? It was kind of odd. Yeah. I I, I did always kind of wonder, you know, I never really tried to dig I into was, it too I, much, but. I was with Phil when they'd call him all the time to do it, and he had his reasons to do it. So as as a Wasp documentary, um, I don't think Blackie would actually show Steve Steve Edward Duran show him show that person of of himself. Right. And to me, what's cool is he's Chris Holmes is that same guy on stage that's off stage. It doesn't change for me. That's why. <clears throat> you know, some people get out. I heard Meatloaf talking about this that he has to, before he goes on stage, he has to put himself into some certain kind of mindset to get on stage. And I'd be, and I'd be like, when I watched that, I'd be like, that's fucked up, man. I wouldn't, I would never, I wouldn't even play, I wouldn't even want to go on stage to have to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I would, I, I wouldn't, but I know, I know that's a lot of other people do that. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go, okay, now I gotta go and I, I, I don't, I couldn't even put, start to even, who would I try to put myself in to be? Right. <laughs> Whatever, what mindset, you know? A musician, um, not a fucking actor, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. So anyway, as as it being the Wasp documentary, you'll probably never see a Wasp documentary. Right. You know, that's why that's why it's cool mine. Mine's the closest thing you'll see. Yeah. So. You might see one where, where somebody narrates, where somebody narrates it. You know, this was what Wasp was like in the beginning, blah, 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 blah. But you ain't going to see one with the people talking, like like me, actual, the people that were in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. you know, hopefully I can ask this, but was Blackie even asked to be in 
part of your documentary or did you just kind of maybe realize he probably wouldn't fucking do it anyhow? So why even oh, no. ask her? Well, um, Antoine, Antoine did through a channel that knew somebody that knew him and they, he just said he didn't have the time. That's what he said, which is all right. You know, Hey, right. that doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, you know, the doc, this, this documentary is mostly about mean man, Chris Holmes. Right. You know, it, is, oh, yeah. it, it, was, it was through the wasp years and whatever, you know. Yeah. So, it would be cool to actually do one, it would, you know, like the the movie The Dirt, Motley Crue. Right. Yeah. They should they should do one with wasp. It, it'd be ten times worse. I would hope that they would do it better justice too, because man, I the the dirt was, it was fun, but man, about the whole last half hour, I was just like over it. Like this is just bullshit. The whole ride off into the sunset fucking ending. That was just lame. <laughs> that wasn't how any of that shit went down. Anyone who followed their career and read the book knew better. And yeah, I just, that was silly. Yeah. So if they do yeah, do I mean, a wasp one, don't let Netflix fucking get their hands on it. Cause they'll polish it too wait, much. Did edit it too screwed up. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. Show the grit, show the dirt. You call the movie, the dirt. Show some of the dirt, not just the fun, you know. I mean, there was some stuff in there, but I don't know. As a fan, I just, I was annoyed by it more than I enjoyed it, so. <laughs> but. <laughs> you know, and it, you know, you know what, about the, the metal years, what really, I'm not going to say pissed me off, what really was wrong about that movie is, if if she would have known somebody and followed somebody in backstage with a camera and got she could have got really footage of what went on in a lot of those instances but never did you know in the in between 1980 I'd say 80 or 81 and 85 the rainbow scene was a was a fucking madhouse the shit that went on there right was a madhouse, you know, between the Troubadour and the Rainbow. It was a madhouse with just all the rock people and what it was just, you know, the new the new music stuff and and whatever, you know, black and black. He always had his own little seat in the Rainbow, his his little Rainbow seat, you know, that the, that the boss would sit in, you know. Yeah. But it was it was um it was a, a madhouse era, you know. That's what they should do the movie as. Well, yeah, there's an endless <laughs> amount of stories just coming off of that, out of that whole Sunset Strip back oh, yeah. just during that decade, you know? And it seems like there's a lot of documentaries out there, but there's nothing that's really like, oh, yeah, fuck, that really captures it. That's the shit, you know? I mean, I didn't live it, so I guess I wouldn't know, but from being yeah. a fan, there's nothing that's lived up to my expectation, even that there's a new Rainbow documentary that is on Amazon and... It was okay, you know. <clears throat> you know what was a cool movie? Did you ever see Wonderland? The John Holmes one? Yeah. With Val Kilmer? Yeah, that was a great movie, yeah. yeah. That yeah. that captured, you know, that, that was actually kind of from the rock scene because Eddie Nash owned the Starwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and my old manager used to get quaaludes from Eddie Nash, and, and they used to deal drugs together. And he yeah. he got he got he went down in that that crap that went down in that. 
Oh, wow. Well, I played there once or twice, but they played there all the time. That was that was a better that was that era was better than in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a crazy fucking anyway, movie. I almost forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, one. Was, that was a good movie. That was how it was done. It, was a, it had all the scenarios of what could happen because nobody will ever know what happened. Right. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. I thought it know? was crazy because that I remember the DVD had uh, like in the special features it had actual crime scene footage where they went in with the cameras and yeah. filmed them going over the crime scene and everything. That was crazy. I was like, God, I can't yeah, believe I you're putting this shit on <laughs> out there for people just to watch, you know? I didn't see it. Did you see it? Yeah. They show the crime scene? Yeah, because I think I rented it back when it first came out. I might even own it. Hell, I don't even remember. But, yeah. but yeah, I remember the DVD had like this whole, had a bunch of special features, and one of them was the actual crime scene footage where they went in and the police were going over the scene and everything. And, yeah. you know, it was boring to watch, but it was just really fucked up because it's like, Jesus Christ, like these bodies are just <laughs> like, it's real. It's, you know, it's one thing to right. see dead people in a movie, but man, when you watch like a real video of real dead people, that's, yeah, that's a whole other fucked up thing. Well, those guys worked over Eddie Nash pretty good. Yeah. He was actually a cool guy. I met him a few times at the Starwood. He was yeah. a cool guy. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that movie now. Now let's put that, yeah. put that in my brain. And that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie that came out like a year or two ago. Did you see that one? No. What's that about? It's a Quentin Tarantino one. And uh, oh, well, that, yeah, but that guy, he, he's <laughs> oh, it's fucked up. It's totally crazy. But I mean, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. You know, but is it like is it is it anything like Pulp Fiction? Uh, if no. It is, I mean, it's quite a bit different from that, but, um, you know, it still has, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for, for you or anyone else, but you know, yeah. it's, it's got, it's got its crazy moments. So yeah. you don't think, I don't know. It seems kind of like a slow burner, but the shit definitely hits the fan at one point. I'll just say that. So, right. but it was a good time. I recommend it. So, <laughs> but, huh. Well, hey, man, uh, it's really been cool talking to you. Like I might have already said, I'm a big fan. So I I was excited to see the documentary. And so when I saw the documentary, I thought, shit, I need to get a hold of him and see, you know, if I can get him on the show. So, yeah, yeah, man, it's been really cool. And I'm still here. I'm still going. And I'm going to keep going until I'm not here. Well, there you you go. I'm gonna keep playing. I'm gonna keep playing music till I can't walk and do it. You know, I like playing music. Yep. I love it. Yeah. It's well, a, good, man. I like playing. I, I like playing more than recording by far. Live, live yeah. is well, with sampling and stuff. You can kind of trick people, but I don't like. I will never sample. Never in my life. It's what what I play live is what what it is. What how even how horrible it is or how good whatever. All right, a big, huge thank you to Chris Holmes, all the way from France. I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope to have him on the show again, and I hope you guys keep listening. So until next time.